Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. We're broadcasting live from my beloved upstate New York today. Uh, reminder, if you haven't already, check out my website, sayitskillfully.com. Sign up for my mailing list. We've been getting some great reviews on tips in my short newsletter. And I encourage you to take my free mini course and get a head start on how you can speak up positively and productively in any situation. And I am so delighted we're heading to uh, heading south to the great state of Georgia and Atlanta. And I welcome our first caller, Amanda. Amanda, thanks for joining me on Say It Skillfully. Hi, Molly. Thanks for having me. Well, I am thrilled to have our chat and I'm very curious what is top of mind for you. Yeah, so um, uh, just to provide a little uh, insight, I work for a fairly small company, um, fewer than 100 employees, and over the past few years, we've experienced just a lot of exponential growth, and of course, with growth comes a lot of change, and um, I manage a team of six people, and we are facing some changes within the team, and I've found that even though as an individual, I tend to be uh, excited for change and I tend to thrive in change. Um, of course, I know not everybody is that way, but I have a couple of people who um, are very adverse to change. And so I'm, I'm looking for ways to kind of communicate the change to them in a way that is motivating and you know can really have them engaged and on board. And I'm, I'm hoping you might have some insight uh, on how that can be communicated. Oh, great. Well, first of all, congratulations to your company thriving in not the easiest time to have exponential growth. So that's not to be taken for granted. So woohoo for you mm -hmm. being part of that. That's awesome. So I really appreciate you bringing this up. I spent last week in Carpinteria, California, which is near Santa Barbara in the Southern California area and recorded my first LinkedIn learning course on uh, leadership communications, and I did a whole module on change. So I'm thrilled that you're bringing this. Yeah, it's really great. And, you know, I think the, it's great. And I love the fact that you're excited and thrive in change. And I, one of the things I said to folks is a lot of folks, I think, say, well, change is hard. And I get that it can, can be difficult. But I offer for folks, when you are embracing change, the notion of making it hard before you've even gotten there. It's pretty brutal. Right. It's great not to think about necessarily as hard, right? So I get that you think that some folks are adverse to change. So let's start with you because it always starts with the individual. So help me understand, like, why is it you think they're adverse to change? And I'm not saying they aren't, Amanda, but just help me with mm -hmm. uh, you notice. Sure. Just, um, you know, when I'm, I'm trying to cast a vision, you know, as the leader and, and kind of prepare, okay, this is where we're headed. This is what you can expect. And, you know, there is some pushback. I can tell there's uncertainty. And um, even though to me, I feel that I'm communicating clearly, this is why we're moving in this direction. This is the, the bigger picture. 
um, they are vocal. You know, we have a high level of trust in our team, which, you know, I, I, I value, but they are vocal in expressing, you know, that, that this is not, they're not necessarily aligned with the vision, I guess. Yeah, that's helpful. So I think number one, I love how you're embracing people speaking up and people have different points of view and welcoming the different points of view. And I think for leaders, just as a shout out, I know all the leaders I work with really do want to hear the truth. They want to get a sense of where people are at. It can mm-hmm. be hard sometimes to disagree with the boss. It's great that your team is open about that. But for leaders listening, when people do say, hey, thank you for sharing that. That may not have been easy. You know, really reinforce and create the safety that people can speak up. And then I think part of the opportunity, sometimes people speak up and we want to answer um, or we want to counter and to help um, ensure that we're fully hearing a very simple way to ensure that people continue to speak up is just to say, say more. And it just yeah. helps the person really unpack what's going on. And sometimes what I find is people go, get going and they're like, well, now that I, now that I'm, now, now that I hear myself say this, yeah. it doesn't sound as whatever, right? So that can just be a great way to help people think through topics that they may not have had a chance to. Um, and when you kind of ask, it forces them to do so, right? Um, so right, I think yeah. Yeah, they're going back and forth. So I say, hey, and if you see it as different, so I see that we're seeing it very differently. I really appreciate your point of view. And I think it's really helpful for people to just be upfront about why is it that they see it negatively or positively or whichever way they're seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for you to be able to, I guess, educate, learn both sides of that coin. Um, at one point, because one is the leader, because sometimes we have to make a decision, we don't agree, but we do align that we as a team need to make a decision and go that direction. And that's just part of being part of the team. And if they don't want to be on the team, which is totally okay to not be on the team, but you have to align the way the decision is going to go. Because it doesn't mean everyone's 100% in agreement. So I think that's part of the understanding. And I think, um, and I don't know if you can be more explicit about what they disagree with, but I think that's, that is a real opportunity to help people appreciate, hey, it's great that you're not on board with this. And I see why for the greater good, this is the way that is going to best serve the whole. So we're going to go ahead. And I appreciate everyone, you know, stepping it up and marching in the same direction. No, that's a really good point. And I think, um, you know, I'm, uh, we don't all have to be in agreement. I would just really hope for buy-in. And so that's, that's the goal. And, um, right. You offer some great points. Yeah. So th- take a step back. So for leaders, the thing about changes is oftentimes the leader has, you know, you're in on the decision, you are hearing more of the information, but there's new information. Otherwise we wouldn't be making a change. Right. So number one, Thanks. team, new information. I want to help people appreciate a new landscape. Right. So what is what is really driving the change? And I think sometimes we just skip that because it's so obvious because we've been talking about it for three months. And so then when we <laughs> communicate with the team, we skip the obvious, yeah? So the new information is one. The second thing is just what's the shared purpose? Because of this, here's how the greater good, this is how it's you know better for the whole. And then to the extent, Amanda, where you know, sometimes a department may suffer because of a decision. Hey, that's just say, hey, we understand it might be harder for this department and we really appreciate your folks going with this because it's going to help us overall. 
And so acknowledging that and helping people appreciate that, that's going to help the overall organization, which ultimately helps all of us. So that number two is the shared purpose. And then this notion of participation, let's say a decision hasn't been made yet, or you're figuring out how, say, look at right now, I want everyone to realize this is how we want to get different folks input. And it might be just this meeting that you're in. And then there's a process and it might be, we're going to take, I'm going to take all the inputs. I'm actually talking with some other folks and I'm going to decide, <laughs> right? Whoever, if you're, if you're the boss, you get to decide. That's the deal. And I offer to folks, you have to make peace with the fact that whoever is the decision maker is the decision maker. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really, that's really helpful. So those four things, if you think about that in your own mind with this particular change, Amanda, would you say you covered all of those? Are there some opportunities to go back and clarify? I believe I've touched on those, but I do see some opportunity to offer additional clarity and just reinforce and reiterate, you know, the why. So I'll definitely be doing that. Sounds great. Would you say that on the team that folks are equally vocal um uh, within a range of course i ha there there are a couple that are more outspoken than the others but everyone does speak up um and I, I feel like they they see that they have the opportunity to be heard i love it i love it for the folks who are listening who may not have what i call as much of a balance of voices and i call the noisies the ones who are very free they speak openly <laughs> Um, sometimes they get more than their fair share of airtime. And I, there's another side, the quiet. I was a quiet. And those are folks who maybe are not so, they don't so easily jump in. They have stuff on their mind, but they're not necessarily, you know, jumping in to share. And for leaders, it's really important to just help teams appreciate that, value everyone here. And I, you know, I haven't done this in the past, but I'm going to try to facilitate. And so look at, don't take it personally. If I feel like um, I'm asking you to, to hang on, I want to make sure that I create space for everyone to speak up. And for the quiets, they'll, they'll have a sigh of relief because they, they appreciate the invitation. They're not just going to open their mouth and jump in. Um, and then for the noises, it helps them create a little bit of awareness that they're just kind of filling space. You know, they're like, okay, no one's talking. I better jump in. They don't realize that by doing so. Some of the other folks can't pop them. So, Absolutely. That's a great reminder. Uh, anything else top of mind for you, Amanda? No, I, I really appreciate that. And I'm going to find your, uh, what did you say you posted last week? Leadership communication? I'd like to check that out. It's actually a whole new course. It'll be going live on LinkedIn Learning in August. So I will be um, talking more about it in July when I get the official launch date. So it'll be a few months before it's out. I'm super okay. excited. Um, Great. I'm looking out. forward to that. Um, and then for us, because we talked about a lot, do you have a particular top takeaway? Um, I think just, I, I like what you said about creating space, um, you know, maybe asking for someone's input instead of just expecting that they're going to jump in and give it. Um, and the noises and the quiets, that's, that's a good analogy, and I'm going to be mindful of that. I think that we're going to be all right. I know you're going to be all right. Uh, you know how to reach me. If I can be of more help, just let me know. I really appreciate you calling in, Amanda, and thank you for being a big part of the solution. You take good care. Thanks. You do the same. Thanks.
Okay, everyone was just ahead of manager who was so forthright. We love it. Okay, we're heading to the Midwest. I am super jazzed to have a chat with Ray. Hey, Ray, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hey, Molly, how are you doing? I am fabulous. How are you? I'm I'm great. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to to try to talk through at least somewhat uh, linearly as I explain my situation and ask for uh, ask for some feedback. Let it rip. Let's hear it. All right. So I manage a team. They're high performers. They're business relationship managers. And we, we operate in the government space. And that's really the BRM is kind of a newer-ish role. So they're kind of like an account executive. So they sit in a sweet spot between um, the business side and IT. So they're advocating, they're advocating for both sides, which means we have few friends anywhere because we're always advocating for the other group. Um, and I consider, you know, rep our reputation is, is pretty important. Uh, it can impact our influence. So I'm, I'm looking for, and I can, I can give you an interesting example I've got for some feedback, but like a rule of thumb, uh, when uh, feedback becomes actionable by itself, uh, as opposed to just a data set uh, or a, a data point that leads to a trend, right? Is there some break point where you've got you've assimilated enough feedback to to make it actionable to provide? Or because I'm 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 a year into my I've, I've worked uh, at a state level for quite a while, uh, but this is I'm a I'm a year into my leadership position with this particular agency and this particular team, so I'm somewhat still. They're, they're very high-performing, autonomous leaders in, 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 and of them, in and of themselves, excuse me. Uh, so I have high standards for them as communicators uh, with some subtlety and nuance and sophistication to their ability to communicate. But then I get feedback that's trending. And I just want to know if you can provide some insight into style differences, when it's actionable to start providing that feedback or just giving them a little bit more rope in a yeah. good way than a negative way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Ray, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing this up because this was also a big part of the course I filmed last week and this notion of performance. Um, so I have a question for you. When you think about feedback and performance for folks, what comes up for you? Do you love it? Do you, do you not love it? What's going on for you? Um, you know, it's always nice to give them positive feedback. Um, I, I've had my fair share of sweaty palm conversations where I've had to provide some, some I hesitate to say critical, some constructive feedback. So I'm no stranger to that. Um, it's it's the, the nuanced part of it. So, we're fully remote, um, and you know there's there's that element of relationship building that I'm a little bit worried about when it comes to reputation, and so I'm I'm trying to determine whether I'm a little I'm being too sensitive to some of the feedback I'm getting about particular team members. Yeah, yeah, this is all fantastic. Okay, so we're gonna peel this back in a big way. The idea of what's going on for you, and I get this nice to give positive feedback, kind yeah. of scary, not excited to give the quote unquote constructive. 
Now, there's nothing wrong with that, Ray. So I should let you know. One way that I offer, because think about this, developing talent in an organization, that's our biggest, really, it's a privilege, right? To have a chance to help people be their best. And I'm not trying to be, you know, airy fairy about it. It really is. Our talent is where it's at, right? So that's a huge privilege. And with that, a responsibility. So it's really an honor. And I think of it really that way. The, the, there is hierarchy for sure, but that idea of coming at it as a partner to an individual, because for sure, Ray, if you were doing something that wasn't necessarily landing the way you, you thought or wasn't really serving the organization, you would want to know. Wouldn't you, Ray? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So that is just about that, that energy. If someone comes to me and they're like, oh, Molly saw that I can see how hard you were trying you know it may not have landed or I think there may be something that could be a blind spot of yours we all have blind spots is it okay if I bring it up right so this is this partnering idea of I'm here to help you be better so as a a new leader for a group you could say look I've only been here you know in some cases a year is not that long and I just want folks to know I well, maybe I wasn't as clear up front I'm really here to help you guys shine you guys and gals shine and you know, that's just know that. And so part of what I would love to institute for all of us is being very open about what we all experience in each other in the spirit of being able to give ourselves feedback and grow from it. So as a leader, you can set this up before there's anything to talk about to saying, hey, this is what I want. And it's two way. You see me doing something that's confusing or doesn't seem to be landing. I really need you to come to me because I cannot read your minds. Please don't make me read your minds. You could even make it light and jokey. Mm-hmm. So here, so here, if you can set, if you set that container at the outset, then people are realizing when time comes, because there's going to be the, the positive and the constructive, both, and both mm-hmm. people want both. You've already made it a heck of a lot easier to go into the conversation. So let me pause first with that. That's kind of an initial table setting if you have the chance to do that. Sure, absolutely. And this this wouldn't be the first time that I've had to provide some some of that type of open feedback to that individual. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> as we go along. Uh, yeah, and so, I'm I'm go ahead. Sorry, you go ahead. Well, I I was gonna take it to the next step where one of the things that I'm looking to do this year is. And I've already I've already created the framework for it and set expectations with the team for it to do three 360 degree feedback for each of my team members where I'm going to interview their the the people that they work with and turn that around and be able to provide them because they're so autonomous and they should be. Um, I only see a small sliver of their performance. So. It, it would not be fair of me to judge their performance based on the small part that I get to see. So this is, I'm trying to, I'm trying to incorporate that uh, aspect of, of interviewing the people that rely on them the most and interact with them the most and use that as an opportunity to bring them that, that type of feedback in a coaching situation. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm going to hold that thought because I'm going to come back to that because that's fabulous. So one thing I heard earlier was about the worrying like if I have a worry about saying something or mm. any, so I just want to encourage that transparency is our friend. So yeah. as we're having a conversation, you know, 
I'm worried about um, coming across as micromanaging. I'm worried about um, whatever you're worried about and yeah. just put that out in the open so that you can discuss it and work with it. Okay. So that's wow. also so respect to the person. Ah. Now this notion of trend, there's no, I don't have a, um, a recipe for that. Right. But what I would say is if it's an observation and it's not something that appears to be serving the individual or the organization, it's a responsibility to raise it. Now, everyone has a different reality, right? So people may perceive a teammate of yours one way and, and this person may show up differently. So just know that there's a lot of subjectivity and that's okay. So since you're in a people business, they're relationship managers, right? This is absolutely fundamental. <laughs> hey, you pull them aside. You know, you know, I love you. You're doing these great things. You, know, you create that connection. Here's something that I observed or I, you know, however you found the information. I would love to have a chance for us to talk it through because my job is to help you, right? Potentially see some blind spots. By the way, we all have them and mm -hmm. work it through, right? So for you, the energy of game on, you're not like, oh my God, if I say this, are you going to hate me? Okay. You're like, oh my gosh, if I were you, I would want to know. And we all have, we're all growing. We all have things that we can grow on. And this is where I would introduce my mentors, Marshall Goldsmith, feed forward. Mm -hmm. Feedback is fine. Observe this. Don't do this. How about, I love to see you do X. Same sort of thing. I'm not saying to sugarcoat it, but one, one is a more aspirational. Here's what the positive thing I'd like to see you lean into versus a little bit of a reprimand. Don't do X, Y, or Z. Both have its place. Both have its place. But Ray, you as a leader have, you know, if you can create your range, your toolkit, for how you provide, you know, some people are more stick oriented, you know, don't be bad. Some people are more carrot oriented, be good. Okay. So that just gives you some different tools. Um, so let me just pause there. Any comments or thoughts on what I covered there? Uh, I really like the aspirational uh, aspect of what you just said. So s setting that out uh, forward, because I am huge on expectations. I can't, I feel very strongly that I cannot, you know, you can't hold anybody accountable to any behaviors or, or actions if I have not set that as an expectation. So I like, I like pointing out the direction to go rather than uh, the direction not to go. That, that really resonates with me. Fabulous. And I love what you just said, this aspiration, when you say something, the confirming part I would offer, I've covered a lot, Sheila, let me step back. What are you hearing? And you give Sheila a chance to say back what she's hearing. And by the way, if it's not full, it's not like, oh my God, you didn't get it, Sheila. It's like, ah, oh, my bad. Let me add something because I wanted to make this key point as well. Perhaps you say it in a different way, but this is where we have clarity. So I, when I, I talk to leaders sometimes, oh, how's your team? Well, I think my team is, I'm like, well, well, what? You think your team is? <laughs> we teach you to know your team based on a two-way checkpoint. And that's how we bubble up the disconnects. I thought you said, oh, let me clarify. But as a leader, I was owning it, right? Because it's our job. It, you know, Effective communication is what other right. people hear, not what we think we said. So that is a, that's so great. Let's segue to this 360 notion. So love this. I think throwing that out first and just make, you know, just hearing people's, what do they think? 
is everyone was fabulous. People are concerned. Well, so-and-so doesn't know that ability for them to be part of that process. And, you know, what if someone doesn't like me? And then you get into this, well, we always give so-and-so good, good feedback because we like them. And you're like, this is not about a popularity. Okay. Right. So I think it's really important how you tee that up so that the stakeholders feel very free to share their experience of someone and offer things that they think could be helpful. But how you solicit that, Ray, is super important. Because I've been in companies where we do this and then everybody's sort of patting everybody else on the back and it doesn't mm -hmm. do anything. Okay. So what are what are some points then? Because there's that, you know, having having the person reach out to the people that I'm allowing them to select the majority of the people that I will interview. The competencies and the questions, they already know what those are going to be. I have, to, to my team, I have talked to them about, because they had some fears about kind of the, the our, our, our evaluation system tends to be pretty binary, right? You know, you're not binary, I guess it would be trinary, but, um, you know, it's either good or it's bad. And telling them that, you know, I, they should give me enough credit to know that I'm a little bit more nuanced than that and, and can understand context that just because someone may be having a bad day when I interview them doesn't necessarily translate to you're doing a bad job because I got negative, just go ahead and use the word negative, feedback from them. So I think addressing that up front with them, with with my team is great. Or do you have some particular points that I think that, that would help communicate what you said to the people who'd be participating, the ones that I would be interviewing to really free them up so that they will be offering not just great job. Yeah, I think that this is my intention here is that I'm helping, um, you know, my team members contribute to their absolute highest potential. And all of us have opportunities for growth. And I'm counting on you to help me identify areas that they can continue to grow. Yeah. Right? So if someone says 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, like they're, we're have A plus, plus, okay, that's one thing. Okay, so okay, you're the top athlete. Right. Even the top athletes in the world, right, right, can get better. So I think that that's the spirit. And then I also think by doing this, you can be a really great mentor to folks because a lot of folks haven't gotten a lot of great, if you will, training. And how do I express? So I would always offer, but my experience was that Sam, you know, rushed through uh, an interaction with a new client. And I, I feel that, that, that more time getting to know the client could have been helpful. That's one way you could say it versus Sam was, was rushy and pushed the client and, you know, making it very personal. So I just mm -hmm. think that the ability to create language, which is, Hey, this is my experience of the person in the situation. So again, it's a po point in time. I would have loved to have seen this from my limited view here. And that could be uh, important because you may say, well, five people said that. Okay. Right. Right. Now, one person may have said that and then four people said, I've never seen someone take more time to get right. to know a new client in my life. Right? Right. So that just, but I think there's that trust there and, and I would make it very, uh, and if people say, well, I don't want them to know, I say, hey, I, I, I understand that. What is it about it that makes you a bit uncomfortable? 
so you could help normalize for these stakeholders. Because let me tell you what would be great. What would be great is that people were very forthright. And I, I have leadership teams I work with. Everyone has a growth opportunity they're working on. All the other team members know what the other person is working on so that we can all support that person in their growth. It's not a secret because mm. it's to grow. So what would be ideal is we don't actually have to do a blind 360. What would be great is if we could be more forthright real time, that would be fabulous. I get that that can be difficult for a lot of people. I throw that out as an aspiration, right? What if we could just real time about it? This coaching in the moment, mentoring in the moment, coming from all places, because it helps people appreciate that the way you move through space gets interpreted differently. It's not a right or wrong. It's just appreciating that. And, you know, when you know different people, you can appreciate how they're going to interpret it. That's part of the whole relational skill set. Yeah. I, I feel like absolutely. If applying the aspirational label to anything is going to be good. Um, maybe that's the second year because no one else at this agency is doing this. I'm taking it upon myself because it's, I feel like it is very important. It's something that I've done for myself in my career. I, wherever I am, every quarter, I sit down with my stakeholders and I say, start, stop, keep. What are things I should stop doing that I'm doing that don't bring value? What should I start doing that would bring value? And what should I keep doing, obviously, that would maintain value? So I've kind of gotten used to getting a bloody nose every once in a while when people are, <laughs> I've built up a little skin um, and I want to give them the opportunity to do that as well. So I feel like I need to create this more protective environment at first so that yeah. they start feeling safe about receiving this feedback and then moving it to that next phase, which I, I, I totally agree with you. The transparency of viewing, viewing your teammates as an opportunity to help yourself grow rather than just looking at it as someone who's judging me. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's awesome. I love, I love it. And absolutely, you're the one in there. So you know the way to make the change. I love that you're innovating, Ray, because that, this is what you're doing. You're way ahead. You're way ahead. And this is so helpful. And to say, I'm trying something new. I, you know, feel that there's some upside here. So I think we can all be better. I'm really excited to try it out. Won't be perfect. Let me just clarify, it won't be perfect at the gate. So I'm really looking forward to people's ideas for how I can improve it. And you're just offering the kind of language that helps us all spiral up together, okay? Let's just take a turn because I know people think, oh, it's all unicorns and rainbows, Molly. Just, you know, sometimes with them, they're not cutting it, okay? You've done, you've done all this positive intention, assuming they can do it, you're invested in them. It's not happening, the data's there. This is when we're just upfront. And- and we're not helping anybody by keeping them in the wrong job. It's torturing right. and it's torturing the organization. So people who don't want to make a move on it, I would offer you are torturing multiple stakeholders and including yourself. So the, the idea of being upfront so that this person can land in a place that is a better fit for them is really important. And I think people can sometimes label good or bad. Let's let's lose a good or bad person. I mean, if someone's a bad, evil person, that's different. But someone doesn't have the right skill set or experience, they're not a bad person. It's not a great fit. Hey, we've really tried. You look the person straight in the eyes. I think you're a great human being. And I would not be doing my job if I didn't 
you know, sit us down together to figure out a better path forward. Mm -hmm. Data, 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 you share. Okay, I'm here to support you. What can we do here? You know, what are you hearing? They may not like it. Hopefully you can get them to understand that if they were in your shoes, they'd be doing the same thing. More often than not, the individual has a sigh of relief because they know it's not working. Okay. And no one wants to kind of put someone between a rock and a hard spot. Mm -hmm. So I just want to offer that those conversations do not need to be, you know, they can be like, okay, we've really, we've done our best. It's not a fit or there's not a role. Okay. What can we do so that, you know, we send you off in a good way and then bring on someone on the team who's the right fit. Cause that's the right thing for high performing team. You want to have everybody carrying, you know, their fair share. Absolutely. Okay, my friend, this is so, I'm so excited for you. We've talked about a lot. Uh, Ray, do you have a top takeaway? Well, I, I like the idea of the trans, go, going back to the feedback piece of it. Um, the transparency is king and um, being transparent about why I may have some hesitations and concerns about providing the feedback, not just the feedback itself. Because my hesitation in providing the feedback is also feedback. <laughs> so um, um, I really, I really like that. And um, uh, how to, you know, to, to engage with the 360 feedback, because I'm, I'm getting ready to kick the communication outward piece of this. The team's been briefed and everything. So I'm, I'm really kind of on the doorstep of kicking that off. So I really appreciate your feedback on that. It makes me feel uh, more confident uh, stepping into this. I love it. I love it. Your transparency of your hesitation, just showing vulnerability, the courage to show that you're vulnerable, right, is huge because that yeah. makes you human, right? This is just really great. This is fantastic. I am here cheering all the way. Okay. Keep me posted. Anything well, I can do to support, um, I, I, I'm, I'm here for you. And I just want to thank you for being part of the solution. All right. Thanks, Molly. I really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh my God, that's so exciting. Okay, now we're heading to the great state of New Jersey where I was born and I'm thrilled to welcome Stacy to the show. Stacy, how are you doing? Great, and yourself? I could not be better because I'm talking to you. Great. So talk to me, sensitive situation, tough conversation, what's on your mind? Um, well, I kind of want to just talk about um, sort of climbing the corporate ladder um, without having a college degree while also being a woman in a male-dominated industry. Um, I worked for an HVAC plumbing contractor. Um, I didn't go to school for the trades or anything like that. I'm mostly sort of self-taught with the knowledge that I do have. So just sort of struggling to advance myself professionally in this um, and making myself heard um, and valued for, for what I can bring to the table. Wow. You are a pioneer. You go. It's awesome. That's the trades, by the way, having had a few folks who've been in that business is such an area of great opportunity because there's not as many organizations uh, in that space and there's a huge demand for it. And Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's huge. And this notion of, in America, there's a bit of a got to have a four-year college degree, and it's sort of really the majority probably aren't needing, and it's not really what they should be doing. So the opportunity to really lean into the vocations is awesome. Um, and I'm blown away because if having not gone through either the trade school and to get yourself into that space says a lot about you. So 
I'm um, I'm blown away. Yeah, I mean, I was always a, a really fast learner in school. Um, I did attend college. It just wasn't really the scene for me, if you will. Um, so pretty much from day one when I started working here at a very low level, I sort of just took the bull by the horns and sort of ran with it. It's just certain aspects I feel like, you know, I'm not being heard or I'm not being valued in a way that I, I know that I am because I do now have, you know, more knowledge and more experience and sort of all those things. I just don't necessarily have sort of the education to sort of back that up, even though I do have and gained a lot of, you know, knowledge and expertise in the field. Yeah. That's so great that you've done that. The deal with the, the learning on the job, I'm going to, and I get the, what do I call it? Like a chip. It can be a chip on a shoulder. Oh, that person didn't go to college. They're constantly trying to overprove themselves or what have you. At, at some level, there's a personal letting go of, hey, I didn't go to college and I am great as I am. <laughs> so that is something that we can use as not really strength or weakness. Like, hey, this is just the situation. I'm super fast learner. I've come into something clearly, right? Made a name for yourself. You're there. You're you're in it, which is in and of itself huge. And so, if we don't want other people to make something of of going or not going to college, then we shouldn't make anything of it too. So there's just an opportunity, I think, to make that sort of just a fact, but not judge it. Okay. And I think that can be hard because in, in, in America, and I don't, th- I don't think this is right. There's certain like, well, you have to go and get this or you need to do. And I'm like, okay, I mean, whatever. <laughs> so I think there's <laughs> lots of people who succeeded without any college or, and, you know, like way beyond most of us. So it's certainly, I, I feel like we can let that go. So if other people want to do that, they can do that. You don't need to. So okay. you know, you're, you're awesome as you are. Now, the take the bull by the horns, and I'm hearing a certain sense of real self-confidence that's within you. And I just want to offer to folks, you know, know what you're good at, know what you're not good at. That also breeds confidence because you know what you can do and you know, you know, that you're going to make it happen. And that starts within. So just, just know that that's a huge asset, Stacey, because a lot of folks, you know, they are like, well, my boss, you know want my bonds to be confident in me. I'm like, well, are you confident in you? <laughs> and they're like, well, I said, well, okay, but don't be asking someone to be confident in you if you don't first put a step forward. Now I'm not saying arrogant, know-it-all, right? Get out in front of your skis. But I am saying, right, the humility to know that you don't have all the answers, but the confidence to know that somehow, you know, you'll figure it out. You're willing to ask people, you're resourceful, that kind of good stuff. Right, right. Right. So the being heard, and I'm very sensitive to this because I did not speak English until I was five and super, super, super shy, not articulate at all. And probably like just, I was at the bottom of the barrel on this. So I, I kind of understand not being heard <laughs> and not being understood maybe more than people would think. Mm-hmm. You give me some examples where you know, scenario or how being heard the way you want to be heard, being valued the way you want to be valued? Um, I mean, I guess like certain instances where um, like I've provided my insight or, you know, I sort of report to my superior um, of something that I'm seeing that I feel as though that needs to be addressed and it sort of just gets pushed to the wayside. You know, they're not necessarily seeing everything on their level 
And because I may be more intimate or, or work closely with a, you know, another employee, it's a, it's a concern for me because I've sort of seen how things operate here and I, I know how things should be. So I just feel like sometimes I'm not always necessarily taken seriously or it just seems like, okay, well, that's not important because, you know, I didn't physically say it myself in sort of their regard. Yes, yes. This is very helpful. So the idea of feeling not taken seriously or that the issue, let's just say in this case, not important, that's your experience of it. Mm-hmm. And that's being transparent with that with a leader can be very helpful because I don't know one leader who would want anyone to say on their team, well, I don't feel like you took me seriously. And so that's got to be something that we talk through. And so a way, hey, if you come up with an idea, I'm seeing this. And if you know that this has happened in the past, by the way, Stacey, seeing this, you know, someone says, yeah, okay, so let, let me just ask, what do you think about that? And if they're, they're kind of, blue, so, you know, one thing, just, you know, and I don't think this is the case, but when I don't get some input from you, I just feel like I'm not being taken seriously. Right. Right. So the issue actually is not about only just that idea. It's that, it's that dynamic and it helps the person realize, oh, I am so sorry. I am like doing 10 different things. It's just not your problem. It's mine. Okay. You know what? This is important. Come back later or, or you can offer. Okay. If you got a lot in your mind, when can I come back? Can I come back and talk to you about this? I see big benefits for the organization. If we do that, mm-hmm. I may not be seeing everything. So I understand I may not be seeing anything, but I want to make sure that I push it because I know you would want us to do what's right for the company. Right. So there's an even greater level of proactivity that you could take. And, or for example, you know what? Totally hear you. Here's a few things. There's, this is absolutely important, but it's number 20 because all these other things are hair on fire. And if I don't do that, you know, the house burns down. Yeah, I'm, I'm making yeah. that up, right? Yeah. But that gives information for you. Cause you know, obviously, you're not seeing, you know, a full 360 of what your supervisor sees. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. that, that, that humility to say, you know, I know I'm not seeing everything, but gosh, it's super frustrating. And it makes me not like my job so much, you know, these kinds of things. And the leader's got to own that. Right. Because yeah. you want these high powered horses, like you are to be like, you want to be moving forward. You're like, I want to pull, I want to be great. You know, I'm not here to be good. Yeah. I mean, we're only as strong as our weakest link anyway. So I feel like we all need to sort of be sort of self-aware and, you know, aware of others and how that reflects sort of on the company as a whole. So. For sure. For sure. So I say all this now, let me ask if you, do you feel like you could go to your boss and and turn some of these situations into a deeper conversation? Absolutely. I mean, not at the sort of fly off the handle type of of conversation, but I think if I, you know, set up a a structured sort of, hey, you know, I have some bullet points I want to go over with you, you know, whatever, we could certainly accommodate that. Yeah. And so here's the thing. Sometimes it gets very like my idea, I'm not saying this is happening to you, but for listeners, it's my idea. I want my boss to validate me. And that's all fine. I think the idea of, you know, I've been here, I really see an opportunity to help the department the organization, the customer, like what's the greater good, right? right? That, Cause that's what's unifying. This is the greater good. I see a way to save time for you or, you know, what's the benefit coming up with the benefits. And then it's a little bit of a sales pitch, but it helps people appreciate the full value proposition of what you're offering. Okay. 
And then they tie that to amazing. You had the initiative to bring that forward. But sometimes it's so obvious. Like, why don't you get it? Well, we could say that. Why don't they get it? Or we could say, huh, maybe there's a way I could be presenting this that would be more clear as to the just undeniable benefit that you see, right? So right. That- like not just presenting the problem, but to have sort of the backup, the benefits, sort of the other sort of positives to the to the situation. Yeah. What is this great vision? Why is this better? We're this is if we do this, customers are going to love us more, or you know whatever you know, or we're going to take out ten days of processing time. Mm-hmm. That and you're like, what? You're selling benefits, right? That idea of why is it better? Because to the earlier caller, you know, change can be perceived as hard. We're doing something different. Oh my God, why would we? You know, people just can have a negative reaction that way. The idea of being someone who shows how we're better for a change, those leaders can be more effective. Um, And when Mm -hmm. I say we're all leading ourselves. So I really do think of ourselves as all leaders. Okay. Okay. Uh, anything else top of mind here? This is very important because I want, you know, I, I'm really cheering for you and I'm proud of you for making your way into a world that, you know, this male dominated thing, finding a way to hold our own, you know, is, um, that's a very personalized thing because you're a unique human being with unique assets. And it's something that we kind of have to experiment with. Yeah, no, I don't, I think that pretty much covers it, I guess. Good. That sounds great. We, we covered a lot. Is there a particular top takeaway that you have? Um, to just provide, I guess, additional sort of information, like when I'm presenting something to just have, you know, additional backup or, you know, another sort of avenue or, or in look into why I'm presenting it and, you know, how that can benefit, you know, more than just what I'm seeing. Great. One thing I'll call out to, it can be, especially if you feel in the past, not as uh, ideas weren't as embraced, it can be a little bit like, it's not going to get embraced. Going in with an energy of super excitement. This is like, ah, I can see this is like the best thing since Wonder Bread. <laughs> Positivity, right. the energy, you know, working for leaders, sometimes there's a lot going on. So when someone comes to them with something that's a bright spot, we all mm-hmm. want, right? So that know that you can be a real asset um, just with the way you approach it. Um, you know, again, not so much a horrible problem that's holding us back, but here's a solution that can help us advance and be better together. Awesome. Okay. I'm cheering for you. Big you. time. Uh, you know how to reach me. If uh, I can be of more help, you let me know. Okay. All right. Thank you. Take good care, Stacey. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. It's so fabulous. Um, the workplace, we folks, we have, we have hope. We have great people, great leaders out there. And let me share a thought for the week that uh, is anonymous from my Calm Meditation app. Obstacles do not block the path. They are the path. I also want to close with a favorite poem of mine, which is attributed to Ralph Waldo Emerson. It's called Success. To laugh often and love much, to win the respect of intelligent persons and the affection of children, to earn the approbation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to give one's self, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, 
our redeemed social condition. To have played and laughed with enthusiasm and sung with exultation. To know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to have succeeded. I wish you all success. And finally, I appreciate all those who make this show possible. The amazing crew at Voice America and the rock star, Eric Patton, who is behind the scenes supporting every single episode. Thank you, Eric, for being a terrific partner and the driving force for the Say It Skillfully website and all our social media. And that's a wrap, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your top takeaways and know I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality. Essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness is solvable. Communities are proving it. And it begins by understanding that we can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. The U.S. spends billions each year responding, but it's clear more resources alone aren't enough to solve this complex problem. Community Solutions is a nonprofit working alongside 105 U.S. communities, proving it is possible to make homelessness rare and brief, starting with veteran and chronic homelessness. These cities and counties are fundamentally changing their approach and have committed to get to zero homelessness using real-time, person-specific data to work and use their resources wisely. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org. See if your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name and need? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness can't be solved. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too.